May the scepter be placed in her hand by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Most of God's people are aware the Bible contains much symbolism that along with recorded history is quite relevant and timely for today. So it is with the Feast of Purim. From the historical side, the Feast of Purim celebrates the deliverance of God's people from genocide while in exile in the Persian kingdom. From the spiritual side, however, it is a picture of the end of the age, giving insight concerning Satan's plan for the destruction of God's people and God's plan for the restoration of his end-time remnant. The physical characters were King Xerxes, Queen Vashti, Mordecai, Hadassah, or Esther, and of course, Haman and his sons. Let us first meet Queen Vashti. Her spiritual counterpart is found in Revelation, chapter 17, verse 5. And on her forehead, a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great. Vashti is the bride of Satan, the direct opposite of New Jerusalem, God's bride, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. She harbors every abomination hated by God. Babylon encompasses all the world's churches that accept behavior and moral concepts that are against Scripture and are not in God's will. This not only includes the conventional church, but all mystery religions and secret societies. The key to recognizing her is her consent of hypocrisy and sinful, unrighteous conduct. Her fate is seen in Revelation chapter 18, verses 2 through 10. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, no longer anointed or covered by God, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit. This is why there is so much lust, perversion, and immorality, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird, vultures. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. She partook of communion unworthily and therefore remained a part of Adam because of her rebellion, morals, and twisted knowledge. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. She and man's government hold hands. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Church has been big business. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. Hmm. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. All the blood shed in the name of God, the money schemes, sexual immorality, on and on. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works, in the cup which she has mixed, mixed double for her, in the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen, Vashti, and am no widow. My husband Satan is alive and well and will not see sorrow. She is much like her spouse, prideful, arrogant. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day. 
So how many do you suppose will have to die because of her? Death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her. When they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance, they will turn away, stand back, not come to her aid, even turn against her. For fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. Revelation chapter 18 verses 20 through 24 goes on to explain. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found any more. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you any more. No more of her religious rituals and music, moldy bread teachings, false doctrines, and lies. No craftsmen of any craft shall be found in you any more. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you. No more works for God any more. The things that made her money will be removed from her. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you any more. No new truth will be given, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you any more. The warnings are over. Let the righteous be righteous, and the wicked remain wicked. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, Satan's called and chosen. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived, or as Satan intended, weakened. And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints, and of all who were slain on the earth, because she is the bride of Satan, and they are one flesh. Babylon, or Queen Vashti, the religious systems of the Seventh-day Church, was once very powerful, beautiful, and much loved by God. But through rebellion and sin, she has been rejected by Him. Revelation chapter 19 verses 7 through 9 shows us her rival in the spiritual picture of Esther, the new queen. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. The old church has been dethroned and the new bride chosen, and his wife has made herself ready, cultivated the fruit of the Spirit, changed her nature and perspective on life as each new truth was revealed. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, beautiful spiritual clothes for her spirit. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. Hadassah, meaning myrtle tree, has at last bloomed. Esther the star has risen. Revelation chapter 21 verse 2. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. She was designed before he rested to be manifested on earth by his body. 
prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now let us meet the king, Xerxes, and his people, symbolic of the Lord, and his body of people. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, horse of praise, his royal war horse, Zechariah chapter 10, verse 3. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, sees and purges, and on his head his government, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, were many crowns. This is a vision of Christ through his body. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He, the body of Christ, was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, worn by the jubilee, the redeemed, and his name is called the Word of God. The very one Eve turned her back on to instead choose Satan returns through his body to right all that is wrong because of her horrible choice. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. This is what backs and covers the body of Christ. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, the end-time knowledge of God, that with it he should strike the nations. They will see the foolishness of looking to man to solve the world's problems. And he himself will rule them instead of Satan with a rod of iron through his fivefold ministers. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. This evil world, not the earth, but this rebellious, lawless world and the hordes of hell that guide it will be destroyed by the same God of Noah's day. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let us not forget Haman and his sons, symbolic of Satan and his army, the body of people he controls and works through. Revelation chapter 19, verse 19. And I saw the beast, Satan through his body, the kings of the earth, the head of his body, and their armies, all those that oppose the will and commandments of God knowingly and unknowingly, gather together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. The supernatural fights the physical through mankind. And their fate is found in Revelation chapter 19, verse 21. And the rest were killed with the sword the end-time truth and the law of God, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, Christ through his body, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. How much better to be seated at the Lamb's table. Revelation chapter 20 verse 2 shows us Satan's fate. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, not an apple tree, by the way, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Notice, there has been no mention of God or his son Jesus in the scroll of Esther. But wait, there is yet another character presented, Mordecai, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 verses 16 and 17 introduces him. And I, Jesus, 
will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. This promise is fulfilled in everyone that experiences the Feast of Pentecost, meaning they are baptized by the Holy Spirit to prepare and perfect them for the Lord's body and His bride. So now that we have been introduced to the characters in the story of Esther, both physically and spiritually, let us look at the actual story from both realms, bringing them together as they were in the beginning. What I'm saying or pointing out, Adam and Eve saw life from a spiritual perspective and were not that aware of this physical realm, much like we today are not keenly aware of the spiritual realm. Man's eyes were opened more to this realm, with the fall of humanity and dominance was placed on our bodies more than our spirits. So keeping all we have learned in mind, let us look at the story of Esther and the Feast of Purim. The story begins with King Xerxes, in the natural, the Lord, if we have spiritual insight, inviting Queen Vashti, or Babylon, to his wine banquet. She refused, not knowing she would lose her royal position physically through her rebellion, or that her blood would remain genetically that of Adam from a spiritual understanding. Her refusal to partake of the wine of the Lord, who would miraculously change the wine to his own blood to make her his blood relative, would cause her to be unworthy to be his bride, legally jubilee or returned to the Father. Vashti therefore remained a part of those that knew and respected Haman, or Satan's household. Vashti was removed from her royal position, but allowed to remain in the kingdom. Why, when another queen was to be chosen? Because much like the tree of good and evil in the Garden of Eden, she was left there for the king to see who would follow her and who would choose the bride crowned and chosen by him. Would they love him and his kingdom or would they choose to remain with the old church? It is comfortable where Vashti is. She is not excited about the things happening in the world that point to its destruction or its end. She is concerned only with herself and her comfort. Esther, on the other hand, chooses to learn how to be a good wife, walk in the king's perfect will, and do her part in bettering the lives of her people. Those born through the word, filled with the spirit and lovers of end-time truth that have become a new species, are her family. Haman, or Satan, hates this new species and plans to kill them all because he knows they collectively form the body the king will function through to destroy his world and restore God's people. This would bring an end to Satan's dream and his prideful desire to become the king. Mordecai, or the Holy Spirit, carefully raised Esther to be a vessel pleasing to the king, one the king could love and trust and happily choose to be his queen. She was just chosen to be the new queen and settling into her position when was informed by the Holy Spirit of Haman or Satan's desire to destroy her people and why. Side note, you see, Satan has tried to produce a superior race of humanity that would be in his image, a people he would have full ownership of. He crossed angels on mankind, altering them to a new species, resulting in making God so angry he destroyed that cross with the exceptions of Noah's family. 
Noah himself was righteous, but not so with the rest of his family. Angel blood therefore continued to flow through their veins, and man today is still genetically related, and unless born again and spirit-filled, is in the image of the enemy. This is the plight of Adam's race, and all those not born again and filled with the Holy Spirit today. Back to our story. So Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, warned Esther, God's wife, or bride of Christ, of Haman's intent to destroy her people. Haman, or Satan, tried to kill Mordecai, or the Holy Spirit, in the church, because he knew with him in the picture the people would never bow to him or see him as God. He went as far as to build gallows to hang Mordecai on. Little did Haman or Satan know that those very gallows he had constructed would spur Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, and Esther, the Bride of Christ, into action. At the urging of Mordecai or the Holy Spirit, Esther, or the wife of God, was instructed to urgently beseech favor from the king to spare Mordecai, or Holy Spirit, and the people he and Esther loved. The king, or the Lord in the end, gave Mordecai, or the Holy Spirit, a very prominent place in his kingdom and allowed he and Esther to save and restore freedom to the people. As stated in the beginning of this blast, the scroll of Esther is very much a parallel of the end times. Can you now spiritually see the old church in the physical as Babylon? When Revelation chapter 17 calls her the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth, take a good look at the church today. Every sin described in scripture is found and accepted in her as a whole. Sadly, God is blamed when in actuality he let her go like Vashti of old and has replaced her with his bride. Like Vashti, she has been allowed to remain, so it would be apparent to him who stayed with her and refused to change and who would leave to find truth and righteousness. As Vashti was rebellious, so is much of what calls itself the church today. God's commandments are not followed. Man's opinion rather than end-time truth is taught and her sheep are left unattended and unaware of what is really happening around them. Woe to Vashti! Woe to the shepherds that love her for allowing complacency, hypocrisy, and sin to overtake the flock. The old church, like Vashti, lost her love for the king. Therefore, much of it refuses the Holy Spirit's baptism and the king's wine. If they do allow their flock to attend the wine banquet, they come unworthy of him, walking in sin, yet naively thinking they can commune in this condition with the king. Shame! She trusts in Haman. She is the bride of Satan, and her children are unloved, uncared for, untaught with little relationship with the king. They are as sheep without a true shepherd, therefore uncovered, and pray for the wolves in sheep's clothing that have their own best interests at heart. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life is the force that drives Babylon, as well as the world she serves as queen. All the systems of this world are tied to her in one way or the other. All of them. God says to come out of her, lest you share in her plagues, and to not be conformed to this world, she is helped birth and shaped to the image of the enemy. The world is not repairable. Its knowledge, for instance, is the wisdom Eve chose. 
Its banking has strayed far from God's direction for provision. The world is run by man, not people chosen by God, that he ultimately guides through. Haman, or the devil, has failed in his effort to create a world that would bow its knee to him. However, because of Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, and the bride he raised up behind the scenes for such a time as this. In closing, mortal man cannot do anything to rectify the problems facing our planet today. For the sake of all creation, I wish mankind could understand this. The entities behind the evil, chaos, division, and strife are spirit beings and unable to be subdued by physical man. The Holy Spirit in us is our only hope. But you see, just as in the day of Esther, the people today as a whole are not aware the battle between Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, and Haman, the devil, even exists. Little do they know of Satan's plan to destroy all but those who obediently serve him. Only an elite class he can rule man through, and a lower class of strong, subservient ones that will serve him are in his plans for survival. The fate of humanity, and in fact all creation, depends once more on the grace and mercy of the King, or the Lord. Just as in the time of Esther, his acceptance of his bride's plea for the salvation of herself and her people must be granted. May the scepter be placed in her hand 